The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. Oh, my headphones are broken. Yeah. That's a good start to the new year here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco on a Talking Tuesday. Glad you're with us, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Throughout this uh, first. Talking Cowboys of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Everybody safe and happy after the, the new year? Yeah, safe and happy. Safe and happy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Here we go. Oh, we got, fresh we got a tire change here for Beamer on the spot. from Beamer. Pit Beamer crew. On the spot. I don't know what happened there, but Beamer glad we're back. Glad to be back with you guys. It was a fun holiday season and a Cowboys win coming up, of course, on Thursday. And now we get back to the nitty-gritty. Final week of the regular season and, of course, a matchup with the Washington Commanders coming up on Sunday afternoon at 325. I promise we're going to hit some Dallas Cowboys football today. I I do. But I I wouldn't be able to go the rest of the show thinking about DeMar Hamlin. Correct. And talking about what happened last night on Monday Night Football, if, if you haven't seen it yet you may maybe went to bed early and you're just catching us live but DeMar Hamlin Bill's safety uh collapsed in the middle of the, their game last night against the Cincinnati Bengal Bengals and and it was really a uh it was a tough scene it was an impossible situation a tough scene to take in and our thoughts and prayers and I know that's a cliche but that's exactly what's happening because there's nothing I'm thinking about outside of DeMar Hamlin uh, I've I've said plenty of prayers over the last couple of days, or I mean, I guess hours, twenty four hours or so, just trying to to really put it all together. What happened on Monday Night Football? Because it was surreal uh, in the worst type of way, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit here because it kind of changes the way you look at the game of football a little bit, Isaiah. And I I want to start with you just from a player standpoint because it is a brotherhood when you play this football game, the game of football in general. And when something like that happens to one of your brothers, it, it, it hits you close to the heart. Yeah, I mean, it's family, right? So um, it sucks because you understand what's at stake when you play the game of football. You, you truly do. What took place last night is worst-case scenario in terms of what you, what you understand that you're signing up for, um, the potential. Uh, we've seen a, a bunch of traumatic injuries. We've seen spinal cord injuries. We've seen necks. We've seen ankles snap, legs broken. You know, you think about Dak's legs sticking out. I mean, you see all these things. And they come, they grab the guy, they put him on a cart, drive him off the field, and you get back to football, right? And then something happens like it happened last night, and you understand how severe the situation was. You understand the weight. Um, of of the situation, and you and you just football is not important at that point. It really just really isn't important. 
And all you care about at that moment is that that individual is going to make it, first of all, um, that that individual's family is there to support him, um, and that you, he comes out the other side. And I'm very pleased with the NFL's response to that situation. I know they were caught in a bad, bad place, but they acknowledged what was most important. And I'm, I'm prayerful just like you are. I know my, I was watching the game with my kids. Yeah. Um, my kids were prayerful. Everybody is praying for him and um, providing whatever support that we can in this, in this helpless situation that we're all in. We all want to do what we can to help this man, and I think the only thing we can do is pray for him, lend support, and, um, and, and just hope that he, that he comes out of this um, alive <laughs> and, that, and that he's able to overcome this um, this situation, but nothing about this is is positive at all. You know, it, it's it's a situation where I, I was literally sick to my stomach. Yeah, um, when I hadn't been, and, and, and Isaiah says, whether you have played the sport at any level, and or you cover the sport, you know the inherent risk. Now, thankfully, the worst case scenario is is so often avoided mm-hmm. that. Um, it it kind of numbs us to the fact that it's always hovering. Yeah, it's a paradox. It's always hovering there with the possibility of happening. And I I liken last night as far as being rattled to my very spirit. That was how I felt when Ryan Shazier's hit mm-hmm. happened, and Shazier went down, and you saw the hit, and and the world stops, and you're Instantly reminded, if for those that often forget, you're instantly reminded that these are human beings on this field sacrificing themselves and literally, literally risking their lives for entertainment and to live out their dreams, something they've been working for and toward their whole lives. But these men have families that are hoping they come home after the game and whole in one piece. So we we have the endless conversation, justifiably so, about you know concussions and and I'm on record saying that I hope that a guy like Tuit, uh considers retirement for quality of life reasons. Yeah. But how rare is it for? And now that we have this confirmed, we can go ahead and say uh, the Buffalo Bills organization confirmed that Hamlin's heart he he went into cardiac arrest after his hit on T. Higgins. And, and keep T. Higgins in, in, in your prayers as well because no mental, health, mental health matters. Um, and we don't want him blaming himself for that. It was not his fault. It's, it's just the sport. Um, but to, to see a guy stand up after a hit and go into cardiac arrest, meaning his heart stopped and he drops in real time, and it requires several minutes of CPR to resuscitate him, Ambulance comes onto the field, has to, you know, they wait for his, his mother so that they can run. And you're, you're praying and you're praying and you're praying, but there's this lump in the back of your throat that you, you don't want to even speak it, but you're thinking it. So to get news overnight, I, I had an impossible time sleeping last yeah. night. I, I don't know what time I dozed off, but I dozed off thinking about DeMar Hamlin. The first thing I did when I woke up, when my eyes opened, I reached for my phone, I looked for a DeMar Hamlin update. Yeah. And, and that's going to carry 
until we hear that he's out of the woods. He, his vitals are stable. He's sedated while they run tests. I've got the statement right here. Go I'll go ahead and read it. it. This is from the Buffalo Bills. DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a, uh, following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. That's the most recent update as of 12.48 a.m. Central Time. So it goes back to what you were saying about until you hear – that he's out of the woods right. and he's going to make it on the other side of this. Th- this is the story. I mean, this is what you've got as a football family to talk about. And we don't want to hear about you know when the game is going to resume. No. That's not what we want to hear. We want until that point when it comes to the NFL. You know, huge shouts out to Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, the Cincinnati Bengals as a team, as a fan base, the Buffalo Bills as a team, organization as a fan base, how everyone handled this, the the training staff, Mm -hmm. the medical professionals who were on site, trained and ready for an occurrence like this. And if not for them, we are already talking about the worst case scenario for DeMar Hamlin. So keep everyone in your prayers everyone involved in the situation and I cannot give enough praise to those medical professionals and those those team trainers who rushed to the spot and and really you know and immediately started CPR realized the severity of what was going on and quite likely saved the life of DeMar Hamlin but until he is out of the woods continue your prayers and, and positive thoughts to his family particularly his mother as a parent I I can't even fathom I can't even imagine it so prayers to everyone But my final thought on the matter right now, as I continue to pray for DeMar going forward, is that, ladies and gentlemen, football is a sport. It's a game. Cheer for who you cheer for. Cheer against who you want to cheer against. That's all part of it. That's all part of the fun. But always keep in mind, and this is why you don't wish injury on players or anything like that. These are human beings with families and loved ones, and even if they didn't have families and loved ones, the fact that they are a human being demands that you empathize with what they are risking for you to be entertained from your couch, from your sports bar on a weekly basis. Give them that amount of respect, if nothing else. Seeing severe injury like this isn't new in sports. No. It, it's happened for hundreds of years that people have lost their life playing the sport that they love. The thing that's most jarring about this one specifically is that it was so routine. Yeah. It wasn't one of those hits that lit up the scoreboard. It wasn't a hit that would constitute a penalty flag or constitute an ejection or, or targeting. a targeting. Yeah, exactly. Nothing of that sort. This was a routine play that led to this result. So, I, I, I mean, I'm looking at it from not only the, the Bills' standpoint – the Bengals standpoint from the, those that were on the field. But what about across the hallway? What what right. happens now from a mental health standpoint? Because that's been a huge, yes. huge talking point over the last few years, and I'm so thankful that it has become a topic of conversation. But now your thought process changes because you're not only going to battle with your brothers and you're, you're out on the field and you're, you're playing the sport that you love, but – you expect a broken ankle every once in a while. You expect a torn ACL. It's going to happen. It's the game of football. But you don't expect this, Isaiah. So how does this change the way that the, the game is looked at from a player standpoint, a fan standpoint, coaches, training staff? By the way, well said on your side of, of talking about the uh, 
the training staffs and yes. the way they they jumped on top of that medical professionals will continue to amaze me yes because there's there's been situations in my own life that it's come into play and it's saved the the lives of loved ones around me absolutely unbelievable what medical professionals are able to do and the, the ones that are in-house in the nfl and the dallas cowboys and of course the buffalo bills last night cincinnati Bengals last night still amazing but how do you change your mindset moving forward because the cowboys have a day off today but then tomorrow they're right back on the practice field how do you strap it up and get back after it after something like that i don't know i really i really don't know um in regards to the the health and the mental health and it's 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 going to be ongoing um right on the heels of the situation last night with demar you know, I, I opened my phone this morning to find out that one of my teammates from Jacksonville passed away because of a heart attack. Oh, man. man. Um, Uche Nuaneri. And um, Sorry I, to I, hear that, man. I used to take the field with this dude, you know? So, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's scary. You know, I was telling some of my clients this morning, it's just like you just don't – This sport, whether it's related to the sport or whether it's just life, regardless, um, the, the work – that has to be done and, and it's necessary to continue to be done to to follow up with guys, whether it's their playing time during the, during the season, um, whether it's mental health, whether it's, you know, former players. Like, there's just so much work to do. And some things are preventable, some things aren't preventable, but the work can't stop in terms of guys turning around and trying to find a way to play. Like, it's your job. That, that was not going to get done last night. Your job was not going to get done last night following that. No. But um, going forward, obviously this week, guys have to get back to work. And it's going to be on their mind. You know what I mean? It was already on, it's already on guys' minds when you're hitting. You know, you, when, you, when you hit guys, you're worried about, you know, breaking your neck. You're worried about are you going to, you know, hit this guy and not wake up. You're worried about, you know, getting taken out on a stretcher. Um, call it how it is. You don't worry about dying on the field you don't that's not something that crosses your mind mm -hmm. what happened last night the potential um the, the the reality for that young man and what he's facing right now demar that doesn't cross your mind right injuries cross your mind yeah right? um life or death does not cross your mind on the field after that's a totally different discussion right um and it's just i don't I, the guys are they're gonna have to figure it out they're they're really just have to figure it out and they're gonna it's gonna they're gonna need each other they're going to need each other. They're going to need a ton of support. And this is times like this is when you just have to come together, man, and really just look out for each other and check on each other. I mean, I can't tell you how many text messages from, from former teammates I got last night from guys just saying, you know, love you, check in on you, you know, like you good. Like you can't take it for granted, man. Right. You just can't. You can't. And it, I mean, so in terms of getting back to work, I don't know. You just you figure it out. I mean, I, I think as a – as a locker room, any locker room around the league, um, you know, not exclusive to the one across across the home, um, it's it's about locking arms even more than the arms were already locked. Because mm -hmm. the reality is is the game is going to go on. Thankfully, last night it did not. But the game as a whole, as far as the sport is concerned, the, the sport is going to continue. Um, and in that breath, it's about just putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, if you're a player, if you're a coach, just put one foot in front of the other um, and, and keep moving forward while also remembering what happened last night um, to Hamlin. Um, but 
as a league, the only thing the league can do is wait for the tests to come back on Hamlin um, to see if it was a pre-existing condition or was it an impact uh, or was it caused by impact, which would be that much more terrifying if it's the latter, simply because, like you stated, Kyle, it was a routine play. Yeah. Right. It, it wasn't like somebody speared him in the chest with the top with the crown of their helmet. It's just a routine tackle. Um, but we've we've covered this game long enough to know. And Isaiah's played this this sport at the highest level. And sometimes there are un. Um, diagnose pre-existing conditions. We'll see if that's the case. You talk about J.J. Watt, and J.J. Watt had the, the heart arrhythmia, mm-hmm. that he had to go get his heart shot back into rhythm. Um, but, you know, what if he plays, tries to play through that, and he ends up in a Hamlin situation? Or, you know, you look at Damone Clark in the um, the previously undiagnosed situation with his, his vertebra and his spinal cord yeah. that got resolved, you know, at the combine because the Cowboys found it. But, um, we'll see tests are being run. The the last thing we or anyone should do is try to speculate. Um, yeah. But as a league, all you can do is wait to see what happens. If it does turn out that it was not a pre-existing condition, then you know you start doing research and like you did with concussions, and you try to figure out is there anything that you can do to to make the game safer for players, um, not just their head, but now their heart. Um, and it's 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 terrifying because. <laughs> It, it's your heart, much like it's your brain, and and you, um, I mean these are, I, yeah. I want to. Um, I know he wouldn't sign off on this, but this is all. This is a Cowboys platform, and for those that don't know, I know Kyle, you know this from a couple weeks ago. Um, Jason Hatcher, former Dallas Cowboy, my former teammate, he lost his son mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, his teenage son. Mm, prayers to Hatch to, to a heart issue that was undiagnosed. His son had complained about chest pains and things of that nature. Um, it was undiagnosed, and he, in the 7-on-7 seven seven tournament, had a very similar to what we saw last night. So um, for those that are out there listening, like, check in on Hatch because I can only imagine how emotional last night was and personal that was for him right on the heels of his son passing away from a very similar situation. So – it's just, man, it's a lot going on. It's a whole heck of a lot going and, on. And ladies and gentlemen, and we're talking about a world-class athlete in Hamlin, much like every single athlete in the NFL is a world-class athlete. Um, and for this to be able to happen to a world-class athlete should serve as a, a reminder to look after self, make sure yeah. that you are particularly men. I am particularly speaking to men because uh, – just as a gender, we tend to try to macho things out and try to, you know, tough it out. And, oh, I don't need to go to the doctor. I feel fine. Stop it. If anything feels even remotely off, get, just get it checked out. And, and I'm not saying that that's the situation with Hamlin, but I'm saying that uh, if you're making New Year resolutions uh, for 2023, your, your biggest one um, should be your mental health and your physical health. Make sure you're in a good spot. Uh, and on top of that, above anything and above everything, um, love, allow yourself to be loved and remember that tomorrow is, in fact, not promised. That is a yeah. cliche that we have heard since the day we were born. But you should never become numb to that because we get constant reminders every day that the moment you have right now is all you truly have. So be great in this moment. Use this moment to be an inspiration um, be a blessing to others, um, and and you know continue praying for for Hamlin, everyone involved, 
Um, and take care of yourselves out there, man. Take care of others, too. Hug those around you a little bit tighter because life is fragile. And and this is another cruel reminder of that fact. And our thoughts and prayers are with Damar Hamlin. We're about to take our first break and kind of catch our breath a little bit. And then when we come back, we are going to talk a, a little Dallas Cowboys. But before we do that, I want to give you a chance, kind of like what Isaiah was saying earlier, m- the best thing you can do right now is pray. But if you want to try and help in another way, uh, online right now there's yes. GoFundMe pages yes. flying around Twitter. Uh, the, the GoFundMe page that I've seen that was started by Damar Hamlin, it was a toy drive for Kelly and Nina's daycare center uh, in in Pennsylvania. He went, to, of course, to Pittsburgh before playing with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's called the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Originally, this uh, this toy drive had a goal of $2,500. Last time I checked it, which was about an hour and a half ago, mm-hmm. it was at $3.5 million. And so un- unbelievable what the community has already done. And if, if you feel like you want to help, that's one way to do it. I wanted to throw that out there um, because over 130,000 130, people have donated already. I'm sure that number is even higher than when I checked it in about 90 minutes ago. Um, and there's, there's at least a way you could do it and, and help out a little bit. But... I love you guys that are in this room. I love all of you that are listening. Check on each other outside of it. Continue to to value life because it is very, very fragile. You never know when your day might come. So, all right. Kind of a hard hard and heavy first segment. Tough one to to really swallow. But when we come back, we're going to... We're going to try and move on and talk a little bit of the Cowboys and the Commanders coming up this week. A Sunday afternoon matchup with more Talking Cowboys right after this. When you build... You start with the foundation, and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to blackriflecoffee.com to join the coffee club today. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, here from the Star in Frisco, alongside Patrick Nosey Walker. Isaiah, stand back. We've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Again, the most recent, uh, I guess, storyline for the Cowboys was the fact that their game was, in fact, scheduled for 325 Central Time kickoff on Fox against the Washington Commanders. Also, uh, a developing storyline for Dallas is the fact that Philadelphia lost on Sunday, so their hopes for the NFC East are very much so still alive. Philadelphia will play the New York Giants 325 Central Time on CBS coming up this Sunday. But, gentlemen, it's uh, it's interesting that we're getting to this point that uh, <laughs> the Cowboys lost that game to Jacksonville. We all looked at each other and said, this thing's over. It's done. Maybe not so fast. You still might not get a chance to win the division, but you actually have a chance to at least uh, – try and win it going into the final week of the regular season. Yeah, uh, in NFL football, right? You lose this game, you lose that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, I mean, even the most logical mind is saying, okay, well, there's a slim chance, but... Win out, lose out right. scenario. But then Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts gets injured not long, you know, a couple days after news comes out, and then he ends up missing in Christmas Eve. Cowboys handle business. News comes out that Hurts still wasn't prepared to play for Week 17, Minshew again. Minshew loses after the Cowboys handle business on Thursday night against mm-hmm. the Titans. Um, and here we are, ladies and gentlemen, to the wire. And and I, I've said it several times on on Twitter um, prior to the Thursday night game. And you know, for everyone that was saying, "Well, you got to rest the starters because the chance is so slim." Well, all slim chances aren't the same, right? The slim chance with Jalen Hurts as QB one for the Eagles is not the same slim chance as Gardner Minshew as QB1 for the Eagles. So Cowboys going into week 18, and uh, I love what Leighton Vander Esch said on yesterday in the locker room. Um, and, you know, we'll get to Newt's and Notes in a second with the injury updates as mm-hmm. far as status for him, Hankins, Pollard, some of these other guys. Um, but LVE said there's no weight being taken off of the pedal. Uh, they're going into Washington, the Cowboys are, and they're looking to play four quarters of got to win this game football. And that's something that Mike McCarthy echoed in his press conference yesterday as well. Something um, owner and general manager Jerry Jones echoed in his uh, Tuesday morning address to 105.3 FM The Fan this morning. Uh, the Cowboys are looking to win. They know that this is going to be a scrappy game. Uh, doesn't matter if it's Heineke or Wentz. It's Ron Rivera and a lot of commanders players who may not have a job in Washington um, or even the NFL, which is the reality next year. So they're not just going to go out there and lay down. They want to go out there on a high note, and they want to ruin any chances the Cowboys have of having a good day. So mm-hmm. be prepared to play some football. Uh, and the Cowboys are going to play their starters because that's what they should have been doing to this point to apply pressure, keep pressure on the Philadelphia Eagles, and now they have. So worst case, if the Cowboys still end up in the five seed and nothing comes of them applying pressure, it's still, I'll say, a lowercase w. Because they forced Philadelphia's hand in having to play Jalen Hurts in Week 18, which is not what Philadelphia wanted to do. Dallas just needs to get back on track. 
right now they're playing terrible football. Mm-hmm. Just call it how it is. They're playing bad um, over Are the past few weeks. apologizing for wins? Listen here. Listen, you can take an ugly win all day long. doesn't mean that you're prepared well, to play at the playoff level. I'm taking that shenanigan. <laughs> I'm taking that shenanigan win. I don't think there's any a Cowboy fan out there that would say that they feel in their heart that Dallas is ready for the playoffs. Oh, Based on the last two outings, last three outings, I would agree with that's that. What, that's what I'm saying. Which yeah. is why they need to play. They need Absolutely. To play the that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, I'd say they look good against Philly. I know Philly had a backup quarterback, but they at least played well in that game. You, you know who? Decently well. The Cowboys almost – the Cowboys lost in Jacksonville and nearly lost to the Eagles. And it was 10-6 against the Titans only because of what we keep coming back to. Yeah. The only team that can defeat the Cowboys in 2022 the has well, a star on well, their they, helmet. Well, they better figure it out because right now, <laughs> right now, I don't care that's, who, that's who who's doing it, who's doing the that's beating facts. up. They're doing it. They're, they better figure it out because right now this is bad ball. And you got uh, Jacksonville was bad ball. Uh, Green Bay was bad ball. Um, you know, Philadelphia, you have four turnovers and you still almost lost. Second quarter in Tennessee right? yeah. was bad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, I, I take that as a W, but, but but the thing is, you still almost lost. Out of the six games right. that they've won recently, I would say about 2.25% of it has been <laughs> solid. That's, I mean, that's two, rather specific. Two games, well, two games and a quarter uh, have, been, have been good. Yeah. That's about it. And even some of those quarters could probably yeah. be taken away. There's, a, there's it's probably like 1.75. There's a long way to go. And they, and they need this week, they need a solid week of practice, they need a solid game. To feel good going into the playoffs, but you know what? You know, say I don't know that there is a a long way to go. I and here's why I say that. Here's what I mean by that. We we wanted them to clean up the penalties. Mm-hmm. They cleaned up the penalties. Okay. Penalties have been consistently um, low over the month of December. Okay. Three a game, two a game, et cetera, et cetera. Run defense. It was repaired, particularly when Hankins was on the field, LV was on the field. You mm-hmm. lose those couple guys, and you still kind of acquitted yourself well in that regard. You didn't get, yeah, you didn't go against Eric Henry either. We know, we know. Um, but speaking on the macro, you kind of fixed that after Green Bay, and you will have Hankins coming back for the playoffs. You will have LVE coming back for the playoffs. So theoretically, you should be good there, or at least better, or at least better. What we're waiting on now. In my opinion, the only thing we're waiting on now is the giveaways to stop. Mm. And, and a lot of them. <laughs> I was about to say, there's but, a couple but for of those me, you got to fix. It's, if we, we just, I just mentioned three categories that the Cowboys had of, of major concern on the back half of the season coming out of the bye. Now we're only talking about one. So I, I say that to say there is a way to go, but I don't know that there's a long ways to go is what I'm saying, which should give a lot of optimism for what this Cowboys team can be in the playoffs because really you've cleaned up the penalties, you've more or less shored up your run defense, and your two best run defenders outside of Donovan Wilson um, will be back on the field for the playoffs. So now you just need to stop giving the ball away, and that is extremely fixable. What If you had to take one thing and fix it immediately, you had a cure-all, you had a – Free pass card to give to the Cowboys, Isaiah. Which uh, which aspect, which area of the game would you would you use that card on? Would you use it on the run defense? Would you use it on takeaways? What are, what are you trying to fix? What's the number one? Where's thing? Where's your draw for? Turnovers. Offensive line, okay. Turnovers. The t- turnovers. Got it. And Dak has ten interceptions in the last six games. Yeah. Worst stretch of his career by it, it, far. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not like they're tip balls. It's not like, you know, one of them was a, was a drop, right? I was about to say, there's okay. probably two or three. Right. Okay, but, but still, that's seven and six games. But the reoccurring regardless. issue for me mm-hmm. is bad decisions. Mm-hmm. 
and I know this is not all on him, but most of the turnovers are coming in the form of turn of uh, interceptions. These are bad decisions. We've what, broken down on the film room. We've, we've yeah. talking about the the recognizing the, the recognizing of coverages, right, and making the proper decisions based upon those coverages. Going to the right man in your in your progression based upon what the what the defense is providing you. Incorrect decisions, bad balls, bad location of balls, right? And then these are just compounding problems that we're seeing week after week Mm -hmm. after week. So it's not like it happens, it gets addressed, it goes away. This is happening over and over again. So now you have to start saying, okay, it's just the expectation. Are we expecting there to be a turnover? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we've come to know Mm -hmm. through the air. And we've been running the ball really effectively. So I have to ask the question, why are we throwing so much? Why are we throwing so much? I mean, 41? Against Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Why are we throwing so much? So let me ask you this then. To that point, when it comes to going up against Tennessee, number two, Ranked mm-hmm. run defense. There yeah. was a reason Malik Davis and Ezekiel Elliott couldn't Understood. get going. So, I mean, to Fair. answer your question, but you abandoned it why. very quickly too, though. I think you knew what you were up against. Yeah, but, Fair. but when you're but when your QB is struggling, but you you're right? not you're so, not you're not wrong. But they knew what they were up against. They they I tried get, to establish the run early, and they had some good runs, and then it stopped. All right. Yeah, they nobody. I mean, Malik, Malik had a couple. Malik, of Malik was told that thing. Yeah. Malik was told that thing. Yeah, but I think one of his bigger ones were a, was a quick, a quick shovel. Yeah. But for those that are saying, well, you know, the Tennessee Titans, and Isaiah's not wrong, but I'll expound on his point a little bit. When it comes to the Tennessee Titans, yes, they pulled Malik Day, uh, Malik Willis and started Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, they rested guys like Danico Autry, et cetera, et cetera. But that front seven is still top three in run defense, and they're not number three. So they kind of the Titans kind of forced the Cowboys to, to get away from what they wanted to do, which was run the ball and just, you know, establish there. Um, but it's when it goes to the air, to your point, the giveaways have to stop. Not every one of Dak's interceptions are on him. Some are on the receivers. Look Thanks. at what Peyton Hendershot, yep. Noah Brown, yep. and Jacksonville, et cetera, et cetera. It's also true that some of those are very much on Dak Prescott, and you you can't have that. You talk about Josh Sweat pick six, for example. The, his, his second interception in Tennessee, 100% accountable to Dak Prescott. Absolutely. It's so fixable that it provides optimism that this Cowboys team can be a problem in the playoffs. You just have to fix it because this is, a, this is the same NFL this season that's seen just this last week, just this last weekend. The San Francisco 49ers, they're in play for the number one seed. Yep. It took them overtime and a field goal to defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. You saw the Kansas City Chiefs struggling to put down the same Houston Texans that the Cowboys struggled to put down. You saw Minnesota get the doors blown off of them by a Green Bay Packers team that, at least on paper, Aaron Rodgers notwithstanding, at least on paper, Minnesota should have handled that game, especially considering that they had a lot on the line as well. On paper, on film, Green Bay looks scary right now. Fair (laughs) enough. But my my point is, these contenders, and the Cowboys are one of these contenders, every single contender, from the Chiefs to the Bills to the Eagles to the Cowboys to the Vikings, so forth and so on, have had more than one game this season where you're like, "Uh aha, you can be had. There's questions around every single game. Exactly. contender right now and a big reason for that 
is it's wide open. Yep. This whole thing is blown wide open. Really has. And and that's something to keep in mind heading into the playoffs. But I want to ask the question on the other side of the break to Isaiah. I want to ask, where do you think the root of the Dak Prescott decision-making mistakes is coming from? Where do you feel like he is making those mistakes, and is there something that's reoccurring that we can look at to maybe try and rectify as we head into the final week of the regular season? We'll be back with more Talking Cowboys right after the break. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, James Wright is your Cowboys 2022 fan of the year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game, and now he needs your help to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. And Isaiah, this one's for you, my friend. What we got? This is how... We country. Country music's party of the year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards, a.k.a. the ACMAs, Mm -hmm. uh, are are always bringing you country music's biggest and brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country like Texas. Witness history. On May 11th, get your tickets at SeatGeek.com. I almost bought another cowboy hat down there in San Antonio last Ooh, week. Ooh, 
your Huskies well, got did, themselves a big friend. win. Yeah, they That's did. What we do. And uh, your George Bulldogs got themselves a lucky win. A lucky. Dude, Ooh. lucky? That dude you shanked that field goal. That field goal is irrelevant if Ooh. our guy doesn't miss I was targeting, too, Ooh. by the way. It was, it was absolutely not. Sorry, dude. Stop. That was targeting. <laughs> I am a I am Shoulder. a neutral party that was targeting. Shoulder. We beat up on Texas. I can say that. When it comes to player health and player safety, I am as objective as it goes. Yeah. And... If it was targeting, I would 100%. Yep, yep, that was targeting. Shouldn't have happened. And hey, I would I would have ripped guess what? Guess our where defense at? to shreds. You're, you're in the title game. You're in the title game. That's we left points on the field. I'm cheering no, for you. We did, too. We left yeah. way too many points. Our defense had a really bad game. <laughs> I was disappointed. Um, but the offense, if first offensive series, third and one, hand the ball off instead of getting cute, which then led to a missed field goal, so forth and so on, we left points on the field. We could have hung 55, 60 on those guys. They still would have got their 40-burger because our defense just was being ripped to shreds because of what I said. Surprising, by the way. No, no. What did really? I say previewing the game? I said Ohio State's strength is our opportunity for improvement. They can stretch the field. Our secondary can be suspect. Yeah, you did now. say that. And that's it's, exactly it's, how it panned the question out. Is, is but it Dallas, wasn't luck, sir, because Cowboys Stetson Bennett is not average. Are the Dallas Cowboys leaving points on the field? Yes. Yes, they are. Where? Where? Turnovers. Every time you we give the ball away, about. you leave points on the field. And they're still putting up listen, 40 burgers. Hey, listen, listen. That makes a hey, great listen. transition into Cowboys talk. Dak. Dak has 10 interceptions in six games. 14 on the season. Okay. That's a lot in the last six games. What would you say? 12 40% sacks. on the receivers, 60% on, on deck? 12 Not sacks 40. in the I'd last say, five games. Well, what is five out of 14? I'd say five. I went back and looked at them. Five interceptions I would give to the wide receivers. What is that percentage? I'm not bad. 12 I'm not sacks in five games. That's probably what are you 40. starting to see with Dak's feet? Happy feet. Happy feet. Dak is starting to step up and out the pocket a lot more. 35. 36%. Yeah. 35% of the he started, picks. He started rounded up. Up and out the pocket a lot more than we than I've seen him do. Uh, his decision-making is not what I've seen him make in the past. He's starting to force a lot of balls. He is starting to not set his feet. Why? Why is he doing that? Because I don't, he's never I don't done know. that before. I don't know. I, maybe it's because he's gotten sacked 12 times in five games. I don't know. Maybe that's You think it's the offensive line up front? It's possible. Or do you think it, as as a former quarterback, when you start getting hit a lot, in the, in, you start moving around a lot more, you start getting the ball out without your mechanics being necessarily all the way, you know, tightened up. An offensive line that doesn't have its starting center at the moment, by the way. Yeah, yeah. News and notes. Oh, let's hit that real quick. News and notes. What would Rob do? What would he Rob do earlier? Um, but nonetheless, uh, let's lead with that. Tyler Biadish uh, suffered a high ankle sprain, and he's not going to participate in the Week 18 matchup against the Washington Commanders. But still, as, good news as, overall. Right, as Stephen Jones said, as Mike McCarthy intimated, as Jerry Jones said, the expectation is that Tyler Biadish will be back on the field uh, at the start of the playoffs. He's dealt with a high ankle before, and they're saying, obviously, for those that know, when you deal with that before, it makes it easier to kind of get back it's kind of like rolling your ankle you hate it when it happens but if it's happened before you actually bounce back a bit a bit faster tony pollard is going to be back in practice this week says head coach mike mccarthy after being rested which was very wise by the way after being rested against the tennessee titans with a thigh issue um lve is expected to return for the playoffs uh, that's always been the case oh i it's always been the case because it's a recent injury but that's been the case since suffering the pinched nerve yeah. uh, and he himself reiterated that he 
is quote unquote ready to, to get back on the field. And his energy was a uh, very, very anxious in a positive way. That dude wants to hit somebody. Uh, talking to him in the locker room yesterday, he is ready. Jonathan, Hankins, do you think he plays this week? Do you think he plays limited snaps? Probably. I I would love for that to happen. Give yeah. him ten snaps. Um, but I think the Cowboys really just want to be extra precautious with one of their best defenders. I don't blame them. Right. So I'm not mad yeah. at it. I would like to see 10 snaps or so. But okay. if, if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to criticize for it. Jonathan Hankins is on track, uh, Mike McCarthy said, um, to, to return to the field for the playoffs as well. For those that may have forgotten or may, not, may have not known, he was placed on injured reserve and that guaranteed he missed four games before being able to return. Week 18 is game four. Can't return before week 18. Um, big news here for the Cowboys behind Tyler Biadish, Matt Farniok, backup center. His 21-day practice window will be activated effective tomorrow on Wednesday. For those that may not know, that gives the Cowboys 21 days before they have to decide if they're going to revert him back to IR, which would be season-ending, or put him on the active roster. Sounds like he's trending toward the latter, being placed wow. on the active roster. If that happens, Farniak, the Cowboys' backup center, will be back in the mix with Tyler Biadish for the playoffs, and then the Cowboys can shift Connor McGovern and Tyler Smith back left to left tackle. And It's um, actually huge news because yep. Farniok was playing decently well through training good. camp, through the preseason, and then had a, a good chance at actually making the active roster. Now yep. he's probably going to make the active roster. Mm-hmm. That's actually massive news. Cavalry is on the way for the Cowboys. How about that? Getting so there's your news the and right notes, time. Isaiah. How does this IR and all these other designations affect – their roster once the season's over and the playoffs start. IR designations, all that stuff. Does all that stuff it stays just go away? Four weeks, doesn't it? Uh, you have, it, yeah. It's it's more or less until the the new league year opens. Okay. Yeah, basically, gotcha. that's that's basically how that happens. Yeah. So that's where you're sitting until the new league year opens. And when the new league year opens, that's when 2023 business becomes on the table and 2022 business falls to the wayside. So that's more or less how it happens. So if you're in the season on IR, you're, you're more or less on IR until the league year opens, which is when free agency opens and all of that. Yeah. So. All right. There we go. That's our Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys. And I want to I want to end it the same way that we started it. Thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin and, and the Bills organization, the Bengals organization. Check on those around you. Hug your family. You hug your loved ones. A little bit tighter. Check on your friends. Make sure you have those those open conversations because mental health matters. Uh, loved ones matter, and continue that conversation. And you matter absolutely. You absolutely matter as well. But prayers for Demar Hamlin. Again, you can go on his GoFundMe and donate to that page if you would like. Uh, continuing to see that number rise is is really really cool to watch. But. Uh, hopefully we'll have a, a good update about DeMar Hamlin on our show tomorrow. But when we come back tomorrow, we're also going to preview the Cowboys' defense versus the Washington offense. This is a <laughs> commander's offense that's been shaky. Heineke wins. Heineke wins. Yeah. Shaky at the quarterback position. Shaky pretty much anywhere. Uh, we're going to talk about that matchup tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys here from the star in Frisco. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!